This is Secrets of the Most Productive People, a productivity podcast where we work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor Kate Davis. This week, we have a bonus episode. It's the first in a new series that we're calling Productivity Dispatch, Stories from the New Way We Work. In March, as we all know, the country shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. At the time, we didn't know how long it would last, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, How long would it be until we all went back into the office? We are now more than six months from that initial shutdown, and it's becoming clear that the way that we used to work may never come back. Instead, we are all now trying our best to figure out a new normal, a new way that we work. In this series, we will bring you first-person accounts from people experiencing the new work life in America. Today, we hear from Jean. Jean is a single mother from a suburb of New York who works as an emergency manager. Since the pandemic hit, Jean has seen her work life get turned upside down with her job, which usually handles the likes of hurricanes and floods, having to now handle a once in a century pandemic. On top of all of this, Jean's had to handle her two kids now virtual education. This is Jean's productivity dispatch. Around March 14th, we were the epicenter of COVID. I remember sitting in the office and I got the robocall that my daughter's school was going to be closed. And I I went right to the top. I went to my commissioner. I said, look, I know you normally don't allow people to work from home, but you know I'm a single mom. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go out on leave. So within a few hours, typical emergency management style, here's your laptop, here's your gear. All right, you know, we're going to do this for two weeks. That two weeks turned into seven months. But, you know, typically emergencies are short. But we're still open. We're still monitoring this disaster seven months later. So it just turned everything upside down, both professionally and at home. It just became chaos. So I typically wake up around 3, 3.30. I teach children in China English as a second language. So I'll do that from about 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then my children start to wake up. Now, meanwhile, I would have my work email up while I'm teaching because so much was going on. I was getting emails at 1 o'clock in the morning. Typically, I'm on the clock 8.30 to 4.30, but working from home, it's really 24-7. You know, if everyone had my personal cell because we didn't have time to get a government phone set up. And my favorite line is, is this a good time? I'd be like, that doesn't exist. And then next thing you know, it's 9 a.m. The children are hungry again. So it's like, okay, here's here's some fruit. Go play outside. I don't want to play outside. I'd get a text message from her teacher thinking about doing a Zoom meeting at like 1 p.m. So I'm like, ah, you have school at 1 p.m. Did you do your assignment? My, my fourth grader looks at me, no. All right, do your assignment. So she's crying because she's forgotten how to multiply and divide. And then my, my son's trying to get my attention. I'm answering work emails. Then all of a sudden it's lunch, like juggling just the everyday mom stuff. And then my fiance would come home around four or five o'clock and I'd be like, here, take them. 
because there's, you know, six emails I haven't gotten to. So I'm responding to emails till five, six o'clock at night. He makes dinner because everything I make has two sticks of butter in it and he's on a diet. And I would just collapse at like seven o'clock. Kids would all be in my bed. We'd read a story, we'd read Harry Potter and then just be like, I have to go to sleep. Like it was a blur. Like the first few weeks were really, really rough. But we've gotten into a way better flow right before school started. I was allowed to work from home in an industry where typically we are not. And because this is an ongoing event with seemingly no end in terms of emergency management style, my concern the past few months was how do I keep my job in this environment? If our schools continue to be shut down, will they allow me to work from home? How do I socialize my son, but also make sure that you know we can afford the daycare? So I haven't really had a moment to breathe, to wonder, is it safe? And to be honest, whether I feel it is or it isn't, it doesn't change how we have to respond. You know, she still needs to go back because I have to go back. He still needs to go to daycare because I have to return to the office. So it almost feels like the choice has been made for us because, you know, a lot of the public industry, the governmental employers have said, no, you have to come back. I know private industry has been a little bit more fluid in their decision making, but with government, we were told you must return. If a parent asked me how to get through this, the first piece of advice I would give them is you're a parent first, and you know better than anybody else in the world what your child needs. And I think that parents just really have to forgive themselves. Self-care was the first thing to go, but we can't lose ourselves. We have to find that moment. And you need to sit in the bathroom with the ice cream cone, that's fine. Like that doesn't mean you're the worst mom. We have to forgive ourselves and just realize we're parents first and we know what our children need. that's all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Secrets of the Most Productive People wherever you listen and help people find us by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to share your productivity dispatch, email us at mostproductive at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag FCMostProductive. Tell us how you are handling the new world of work. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Joshua Christensen. 